Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I say boys and girls because we have my Sox Summers children present with us. We are here with episode 108 of Socks on Tap, and what a better way to bring it in than a, with a win, a 5-1 to one win over the Angels, and we are joined by the 108ers. We're joined by the man, Cherizy E. We are joined by Beef Loaf and My Sox Summer, and you know what today is. It's Sunday fun day. We have Nani in attendance, as well as Tony Marchese. What Guys, 5-1 to one win here over the Angels to uh, close out the weekend. I needed that for my psyche because I'm still drunk and down over the Chicago Bears loss on Thursday. <laughs> so it was nice to finally see a win. I've been drowning my sorrows because I just can't take the pain anymore. So how are we all feeling tonight, man? Let's start with uh, let's start with you, Nani. How you feeling, brother? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm with you. I needed that win as well. Um, you know, tough one on Friday night when we're all at the ballpark. Uh, that one hurts. And then last night, a little bit of the Ricky's boys don't quit BS <clears> that we like to talk about. So. Uh, it was a good one today, and it's episode 108, like you said. So uh, we got the 108ers on the line. Uh, Tony, first, though, uh, go ahead before we bring our guests on officially. No, no, I'm just feeling yeah. good, cracking some beers, enjoying uh, enjoying the victory today. But uh, I'm just happy to have these guys on the show tonight. I'll turn it over to uh, the uh, Beef Loaf and Cherizy Cam over there. Oh, that's that's the best one to come to. Oh, there's no. So I will I will tell you that I was at the game today, and I'm, I'm sitting there talking to our buddy Dom from the UK, and uh, I'm I'm just I'm having a music conversation, and all of a sudden, all of the fucking sudden, Jose Abreu hit a ball so far. <laughs> it hit. It came off the bat, and we were mid sentence, and I just said. Holy shit! <laughs> and that ball just flew out of the park. I mean, like it was—it was a couple rows from being a concourse shot. Yeah, it really was. And uh, so, uh, resign that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was no, 100, no, 112 see, miles an hour off the bat. To you, like, I—I I, I think that we were a little bit sort of, as the rest of the group, we were down on Danny Mendick, but Danny Mendick hit a line drive home run. Just like was, we didn't, we didn't even react to this shit. It went out of the park, and then we jumped up and embraced and all this shit. He's our guy now. He became Danny Mandic. He did. Yeah. Yes, he did. I was. It was. There's he, no question. He thrusted that ball. He did, out of yeah. the park. It was delicious. It was beautiful. Did you expect his first career home run in the show to be anything other than that, though? No, not really. No, it it <laughs> it, it should be something that we didn't expect to be a home run, and then yes. it was a home run, and then we should. Also expect that uh, Yomer's not going to be on the team next year. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another was, question for you guys. That was Yomer's did, pink slip, right? Did you? Like, like, oh, I mean, like, and we have another guy who could do that. And trust me, I love his fielding, but bye, bye Felicia. Did anybody think that Danny Mendick was going to hit a home run before Daniel Palka this year? I did. I totally, oh, no. I totally called that. Oh, uh, it's kind I of a side it. swipe right here. I, I called that in my mind, and I never tweeted it out. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, what's that saying about close? What's that saying about close? Do you want to say to Buzz? You know, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to take that win all day long. I'm glad that Mendick hit his first career home run. It was awesome. And I like that you call him Mandick now because that's what Juice was calling him while we were here. You know, you can't be down on the Mandick. It's got to be It's got to be wrecked and hard, and that's how he hit the ball, and that's how I'm going to take it. That's how I'm going to take it because I'm a damn man dick. 
Uh, my next summary, you're in here as well. Uh, observations, I know you're struggling a little bit before the game, um, as your comrades here pointed out to us a little bit, but uh, you obviously made it, uh, made through the soak and all that. How you doing today, man? Uh, any, any thoughts from the game? I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic right now as I have gone from the not drinking phase into the I'm really drinking now phase. So I do, I'm not feeling as hungover. Terezi hooked me up with a little boost uh, pills from uh, Mexico. Um, I don't know what is in those, but I think it's cocaine, Alka-Seltzer, and some aspirin. So I'm doing pretty good. Um, I, I just want to point out, and I don't know if you guys released the video of this, but the four-way screen that I'm seeing right now, Johnny Nani looks like he's in a high school, like a girl's dorm room, a freshman girl's dorm room with the uh, Christmas lights strung across. We got Buzz, like, in his man cave, clearly. And then for the most of the time, I could only see Tony's ear. Now I'm seeing his whole face, so it, it's better – because he's a good-looking individual, as everybody knows. And then I always—I already saw the other two guys in the left-hand corner. I can't see uh, Terezi because Pat's too fat, and he's blocking him out of the way. <laughs> Fuck you, Jacob. No, we don't. We don't do the video, but uh, these could end up on YouTube somewhere. My real name. Better drink, Pat. <laughs> this is unbelievable. We're off the rails here, and the show just started. Listen, if you didn't want to be off the rails, you shouldn't have invited us on your show. So that's all I have to say. No, this is exactly what we wanted. Uh, it is the 108 show. Uh, I'll do my little rundown here. Uh, I usually do a little rundown of how uh, scoring unfolded, uh, notable players, all of that good stuff. So, um, you know, White Sox fell behind early in this one. And it did not look good because Dylan Cease loaded the bases uh, within the first two innings, both times. Um, and, you know, the Angels went up. Otani, who's been killing us all weekend, uh, did it again today in the first inning, RBI single. Luckily, that was the only run the Angels scored on the day. Did not feel like that was going to be the case at time uh, McCann gets it back RBI single uh, to tie it in the bottom of the first inning um, just like he tied it in the bottom of the first on Saturday night so then uh, Brayu uh, that bomb that Cherezy and Beef were talking about uh, that was the that came in the third inning um, th- that man that thing was smoked 112 miles an hour off the bat uh, 462 <laughs> yeah. was the distance on it um, and then the White Sox, you know, you talked about Danny Mendick's first home run uh, in the show. That was a solo shot in the fifth inning. And then uh, Yulmer with an RBI single in the sixth. And Cordell with an RBI sick fly in the seventh. So uh, that's how the White Sox did it today. Uh, bullpen pitching much better, even though Dylan Cease only went three and a third. So, uh, guys, uh, comments on Cease so far. I know this can be a little bit of a divide. People are Some people say he sucks. Some people say the stuff is there. Um, just give him time. I'm a little more in that camp, uh, just forgiving because the stuff is, I think, pretty damn good. But let's hear your guys' thoughts in the 108 on Dylan Cease. Before we get into Cease, let's talk Otani. That guy is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, That's a great athlete. We, we watched it's him so this fun. weekend, and like the one thing that no one talked about with him, and, we, and, and me and Beef were talking about, he's so fucking fast. His speed is outlandish and there's no question i w- i'm literally today we're, we're sitting in the seats we maybe had a couple too many beers but i, I turned to beef and i was like Who the fuck is the gm of the angels that they got otani and trout and they can't win a fucking game <laughs> johnny talks about this all the time they're the patchwork angels of anaheim 
<laughs> it's outrageous. These two guys are fucking incredible. Like, if you put these guys in the outfield together, you don't even – you put six guys in the fucking infield. Like, it's – There's no question. Like, there's no question. They're, they're incredible athletes out there. And I'm watching these guys play this weekend, and I'm just like, these are two of the best guys I've ever seen play baseball in my short – you know, I'm I'm only like 22. <laughs> in my short time watching baseball, the, and I'm just like, how the fuck are they not winning with this team? Like, how are they not even touching the wild card? How is Cleveland in the wild card race that they're not? Like, that's just disgusting to me. I just I'm I'm embarrassed for their franchise, and and that's it. It's, now, regarding Cease, like, I think I think a lot of people on Twitter, they get shamed if they're like, oh, Cease wasn't very good today or whatever. There's at least, like, 20, 25% chance Cease will not be a good starting pitcher, okay? We have to live with that realization. We have to realize that, like, great stuff, and so lots of relievers have great stuff, and, like, he has great stuff, but he cannot get out of situations without walking people. He's, he's walked over 10% of all hitters all, all throughout the minors, okay? So there are people who are really like, oh, love sees, he'll be fine, he'll be great. But he's never proved that he can get out of that realm. And if you walk 10% of hitters in the majors, you have to be a super high strikeout pitcher. And not mo- most guys can't do that. Like So, like, maybe he is this elite guy who has great stuff and strikes everyone out, but maybe he's not. Maybe he becomes a guy who has to be in a bullpen or has to be like sort of the back end starter. He's not proven anything otherwise. What if he's Javi Vest? Okay. <laughs> the man has all of the mechanics that he needs to be a great pitcher. Okay. That that's that's bar none. That's gonna happen. Now, I was talking with my father the other night after C's had a really good start after the 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 the, the uh, horrible start that he had before that. So he basically a horrible start, good start, and then now he had another horrible start. And he was yeah. just like, oh. after the second start, or this most sec- recent second start, he says, uh, "Oh, it looks like that uh, C's guy got it all turned around." And that's about a hundred percent of Sox. Well, not a hundred percent. That's about seventy-five percent of Sox fans are saying that they're like, "Oh, yeah." Because you know what? They're not paying attention to everything. They're only going to pay attention to that one game or the most recent game. So sure. tomorrow, yeah. be prepared for all of the, oh, he sucks, he sucks. The guy's young. He probably would not have been brought up as early as he was had Rondon, or, uh, <laughs> Rondon as uh, if Rodon wouldn't have gotten hurt. Uh, he got brought up because they needed to. They needed to bring him up. There wasn't any other reason to bring him up. I think his mechanics are there. What he's got to learn and what he's got to do and what we were talking about today is he's got to learn his placement. He's got to learn his control. And once he gets that, and I think that comes with age because I don't think he's going to overpower hitters. I know he throws hard, but he's not, he's not a Kopech. He's not going to sit there and just blast away at these guys. He needs to, like, become more Maddox-type pitcher and get some good placement. And then use the speed when you can use the speed against, like, a uh, lower-grade hitter. But, like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I think he's going to be fine. He's just young. We're going to have to deal with these pains, you know, for the next year. Yeah, I'm not worried about only, Dylan Cease at all, man. Like, everybody, I, I think he's going to be all right. I think he's going to be decent. You know, he's got, he shows that he's got the stuff. I love his fastball when he can actually locate it. His breaking ball is good. He had a great changeup in his last game. It's just it's it's just the same story with him in these first two three innings here is that he just drives up his pitch count horribly and it's hard for him to get out of the innings and once he can you know get away from that and 
get the right control behind his pitches and and limit that pitch count. I feel like I hear an airplane. I was like, what the hell just happened? No, that was a car that just drove by. Oh my god! I'm in the garage. I'm sitting in the garage, Buzz. Oh, I, dude, I thought I, I thought I had a tumor for a minute. I'm surprised <laughs> it was that loud. How and, dare you! <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think that he's going to be all right, man. Like, I'm not too worried about Dylan Cease. He came out. He got us out of a, you know, a jam that he did create. He was able to get us out of it. And, you know, White Sox picked up a dub, so I'm, I'm good with it. Club dub. The only problem I have with what, uh, with what my Sox some were saying was that that control comes over age. Like, like over, over time, you will develop control. And uh, I, I think Wally Money disproves that. Totally <laughs> <laughs> agree. I think he's about your age, if I'm not mistaken, Cherizy. He's about 22 years old, and I'm about, you know, he's I'm a little. He's 23, so you're a little younger then. So yeah, I'm looking to, uh, <laughs> I'm looking to like try to get that salt that you have in your beard right now, man. I've been working on it, getting myself a little stressed and stuff, because what salt brings wisdom, you know what I mean? And I just, I'm all brown and like a little bit of red here, so I must be a friggin' idiot. You you brought that up when I was at ZZ Top last night, and I I sent you the picture, and I said I need your beard to be this long by opening day. Yeah, if I can get it that long by opening day. If I can get it that long by opening day next year for the White Sox, I'm gonna we're gonna go to the store, okay, and we're gonna get that silver fox stuff. What is that stuff called? That um that uh, just for men, and we're gonna we're gonna dye my beard. We're gonna dye it. So that's the plan. I think right should now. get 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 touch of gray. That that will actually just give you a touch of gray. I want all gray. Not, dude. I want to be a yeah. silver fox, dude. I'm gonna walk around with like no shirt on, okay. You know, and, and and short shorts, and I'm gonna be. It brings wisdom, dude. Yeah, you gonna do that on March 27th, Buzz? Buzz yeah. No question. You are my best nephew. <laughs> I'm glad. And, I'm glad. And, and Tony, where did you go see ZZ Top? What casino were you at in Indiana? Uh, no, I was actually at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater down in Tinley Park. So it it, it mm-hmm. kind of a casino. Oh, nice. Baby. Nice. I, was, I was with Tony casino. on food. I was with Tony on food. We went and we saw Cheap Trick and ZZ Top last night. Oh, that's, that's, that's actually hot. probably oh, a really a good show. show. Nice. I, like that. I like to call it the tweeter, you know, because it was the tweeter center for such a long <laughs> yeah. time. And then I always like sure. to tell it makes me sound cool because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the tweeter. I'm going to go in the tweeter real quick, you know. That's a slang term for the <laughs> I like called it the world because it was just the world to us. I was, in, yeah. I was born in 1991. It was the world, then it was the new world, then it was the tweeter. Yeah, yeah. Ah. And now it's one of the fuckers. You don't care. It's one of those three. Oh, no. So, Tony, what did you think about Cease's performance? Just more of the same from what we've seen out of Dylan Cease every other start. Um, first inning, second inning trouble, and you know somehow makes his way out of it without giving up too much. But, Johnny, you and I talked about this a lot. I just want to see that one game where he can actually put it all together and it's going to be a confidence boost for him. I thought he would have had it today because my suck summer kind of brought it up. Um, he had you know a good start in his last start, but he still has gotten touched that first or second inning every single start out there. And that I don't know, it makes me worried. It makes me a little bit worried. I'm not going to lie. It's early, yeah, like, though. It's really like early. A lot, man. Like, I think if he, if he fucking has a... Like a just dominant start, will that just kind of solidify it for him? Like, I'm this guy, right? I'm gonna do this every time I'm out, and he he won't he won't actually do it every time he's out. But will that give him the confidence to be like, I I know I can do this. 
Well, I can, you I you can, saw some of this with Giolito last year versus this year. You know, the the confidence for Lucas Giolito is is very present in when he takes the mound, and you see him get frustrated every time he misses a spot. Um, even if he has a good inning, you see Lucas Giolito come off the mound and, you know, scream into his glove because he's pissed off. He knows he's better than that. And I think for Dylan Cease right now, it's just um, he's trying a little bit too hard to prove himself. And once he just relaxes a little bit, gets that confidence, and has, you know, six innings of shutout baseball, it's going to be a whole different story for him because the stuff is there. I love this. I absolutely agree. If, if, if he can do that, fantastic. just to see him. Like, and there's still a couple weeks left. Let's just see him do one, like, just – destroy a team yeah. let's see him destroy a team and then let's see what comes after that i think we're all looking for that uh, i'm going to move on to the next topic here uh before we get into more of the fun stuff uh one last more serious white Sox topic here uh nick hostetler promoted to special assistant to the gm whatever that means uh and now longtime talent evaluator mike shirley has been promoted to director of amateur scouting he has been with the team since 2010 in other various capacities um I have my own thoughts on this, but I wanted to open up to you guys because um, is more of the same just good, or I feel like we're a little bit behind the eight ball here, you know, firing a guy like Matt Lyle or whatever. They parted ways or whatever the hell happened there. Nobody's going to know the official uh, word on that, but um, it kind of feels like to me they're kind of just, you know, watering and, you know, keeping more of the same around. Um, and I don't know if that spells success going forward. Uh, I know the farm system is up to whatever rankings the White Sox want to promote it to and use whatever site ranks in the highest. But, um, you know, there could be a uh, part of it on the player development side uh, that is not their, uh, you know, specialty, I guess, uh, in the uh, amateur scouting department. But uh, in my opinion, with how highly touted some of these guys were and how disappointing some of them have been uh, both in the minors and then once they reach the show uh, to start with uh, in my opinion something's got to change so any thoughts on that move guys I think that it's just a the same old same old from a Jerry Reinsdorf phone team you always hire from within you never look for the you rarely ever look on the outside I mean it can go to the Bulls the same way when they hired Paxson's brother you know to <coughs> evaluate talent and be, uh, you know, up there within the organization. It's just the same thing. It's, you know, who knows how this guy's going to be. I don't know enough about him to comment on it really, but it's just, it's always a red, like not a red flag, but it's always kind of alarming when you look at it because it's like why they, they always just hire from within than looking out. And I guess that's commendable on a company standpoint to a certain extent, but I don't know enough about this guy to, to be pissed off about it, I guess. Wouldn't you love working for the White Sox? Yeah, I'd be the, I'd be running that shit right now. Are you kidding? Like, I mean, there, <laughs> Jerry would love me, and I would be able to run it like I run my MLB The Show because I'm a three-time. You'd you know, have to shave your beard, though. I don't, I don't know how how much you'd like that. You'd probably look like you were five years old. I have an ash chin. I have an ash chin, which is why I have a beard. There's a big dimple right here, and it looks like you. It looks like you could put a finger in it. So that's why I don't like to keep. My... I really need to see that ash chin. I want send... to see that shit. I'll send you a picture. See it live, all right? Well, I got to actually mean fuck it. It's a hot thought. This guy just got to tell you, sorry, Buzz. I mean, like, I, I can't do it right now. I'm, I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs> Tony wants me to grow my beard out, so I, I can't. I can't do it. 
until after I dye my beard gray. So it's just going to have to be, it's going to have to wait a little bit. Yeah, you could. Shave the chin, let the rest rest go. Like go handlebars? Um, Yeah, really long handlebars. Sides. I don't know if I I can do that. The one thing I could say about this, I, I don't know a lot about this. You know, like I don't, I don't care much about this. Also, um, but the one thing I could say is like, uh, you know, if you uh, if you draft Nick Madrigal over Brady Singer, shit starts getting cleared out. That's 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 all I got on that on that topic. That's you you made the wrong pick. You made the wrong pick way up top. Get the fuck out. And the way that the, the Sox get the fuck out is, it's like the uh, in in Seinfeld. When they, when she's like, I can't, I can't fire the guy. I'll just promote him up to where he can't do anything else. That's basically what the Sox are doing. So is this the so same move a, that they made with Kenny Williams? He's fucking Eddie Sherman. And you should have, you should have picked Brady Singer. Now you're fucking Eddie Sherman. You're gonna be the special assistant to whatever the fuck. There's no question. The same guy as Jim Tomey. <laughs> Is that his title, Jim Tomei's title, special assistant to the GM? That's what it was. Yeah. I don't know what he is now, but that's what they officially named him a few years ago. I thought it just meant that he went and got a coffee for Rick Hahn. He's assistant personal manager. <laughs> yeah. So he's Dwight Schrute is what we're saying right now. Dwight Schrute. Yeah. Most of the people in the White Sox organization are Dwight Schrute. <laughs> now, now, listen. Guys, there. I'm gonna let you in on a little insight. But there is a new school and there's an old school in the Sox front office, and the new school is starting to take a little bit of power, from what I can tell. So let's. We're gonna. I I feel like we're gonna see some new things coming through. Um, I feel like the Sox are gonna continue to grow. Um, they're they're growing attendance wise. Like they're selling a lot of tickets and they're doing some things that are outside the box now. I hope that some of that continues and goes crosses over into the baseball region because I don't think that that's happened yet. But maybe next year, maybe they're going to realize that, hey, we need to do this. Um, the guy that they fired, the most recent guy, and I, 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 his name is for, like, I'm losing it right now. But uh, Matt Lyle. He, uh, Matt Lyle. He hasn't held a position at a lot of places for much more than a year and a half. And I don't know if that means that he comes in and instills a, you know, a program and then it just goes or there's something that he's doing to get booted out of these places or like this might be his thing. I don't, I'm not really sure. So I don't know what that necessarily is going to like, might not make show you something, but might not show you anything. Who knows? I'm, I keep having these Frank the Tank moments. I'm actually talking baseball and making a little bit of sense. And I, and I can assure you that it's only because I'm regurgitating facts that Cherizi and Beef Loaf have given me, so that I'm just going to say them that they're my, like they're my own, but they're really not. So. You're not sitting next. Here's my here's my reaction to this: is you're not sitting next to Pete Hand enough when you're at these ball games. <laughs> me and you know what? Me and Pete do not talk. My side summer's right. Like if you want to look at uh, Matt Lyle's uh, LinkedIn. You can see how long he's spent at certain organizations, like how long he's been employed in certain places. Don't look at that if you want to believe some weird, like, conspiracy theory about the White Sox not wanting to have advanced staff guys in there. If you want to, if you want to otherwise, like, think, okay, maybe he didn't do that great of a job, and also he moves on from places really quickly, then go ahead and look at his LinkedIn. 
That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's that's true. That's true. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not totally paying attention because I, I need the Cardinals to cover. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, guys, we just wanted to get uh, a little bit of a on that because we, we uh, you know, we, we don't want to have it be a uh, echo chamber in here. So uh, that's good to get your guys' take on it. Let's get to some more of the fun shit here. Um, we're talking Ryan Cordell jumping into the net to make the catch. Uh, we had seen at the very, very end of uh, July, maybe beginning of August, one person for the Mets, I forget who the right fielder was, but he did kind of the same thing uh, using the net to his advantage to jump that. Um, you guys probably had a great view of it uh, sitting down the 108. So uh, what's your opinion on uh, u- utilizing the nets to make catches? I fucking love it. So like Jeff Jeff McNeil is the guy the guy that you're talking about with the with the Mets, and he like dove into the into the net and there was no one sitting there that day, so he just kind of rolled into it and it was a fucking awesome catch, and then today Cordell did it, and it's really cool, uh, like it's it's a fucking really cool thing, so the Nets are not only just kind of saving lives, right because like the line drives aren't coming into that, right. but also. It's a it's a really interesting piece of the, you know, you're playing a ball out there, you could dive into this, push yourself back and catch the ball, right? With with some cushion, with some with some pushback, and I think play once it gets league wide, players are going to start to use this to their advantage when they're going into those areas, and instead of having to dive face first, bullshit into the stands and get hurt. They're going to go back first, catch the ball comfortably, and be cradled by the nets. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a really good thing, not only for the fans, but for player health and for just, like, highlight reels for baseball to be like, look at this motherfucker jumping into the net. He, he made this catch. This is great. It's, it's, it's all around a great thing. And I'm shocked. I'm I'm absolutely shocked that the Sox are first to this. <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Though. You're right, Terezi. The players have adjusted and now have made it cool as fuck. So yes, that's that's my two cents. I think yeah, I've seen pr- every room in my Sox Summers house in this short amount of time that we've been <laughs> recording this. But uh, yeah, dude, Ryan Cordell making that catch super—that was super dope. Like, I would just like if I would say hypothetically I was a right fielder, which we all know I'm not athletic or sober enough to do so. Um, but if I was, I would just jump into that shit all the time. I don't care if like the catch was like right there to you know ball hit right to me. I'd still like make the catch and jump into the net. You know why? Because that's cool and tough. I'd do like a little Spider-Man roll or something. I think that'd be really cool. I want to see somebody climb the net, though, like <laughs> full on climb the net to try and make get, the catch. You get me enough beers, I will climb the net, dude. As long if I get kicked out, you just got to come get me. You just and, you're, come. So, and you're so slight, Buzz, that you will bounce right out of that net. Dude, I know <laughs> my physique. I'm ripped, dude. So, like, there's a lot of muscle in here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just skinny. Dare, I'm, I'm ripped. How dare you? What did, what did you say? What, wait, wait, wait a second. Buzz. Hang on, hang on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call bullshit because you told me that you were going up to a medium, ever since you met me. Yeah, but I, if you remember, what, right? But if you remember what I told you last week, I have, I've only been eating dinner lately because Lord knows I'm not gonna work out, so I'm trying to drop this beer weight off. You know what I'm saying? So one meal a day and a few hot dogs a day, or whatever. I had some ramen last night. 
but that is I'm bringing my weight back down so I can fit in the smalls and that's how come I was able to rock the see-through mesh jersey on Thursday at, at you know I, I was wearing a crop top for God's sake Hello. let me just throw this out Oz has, has graduated to a medium I've lost all hope I'm getting up to the Homer Simpson moo moo I don't give a fuck I'm going to have four pizzas a day. That's that's my new diet. God damn it. Buzz doesn't care anymore. I don't care anymore. No, dude, I'm in a small right now. Look at, look, look, look. Small, man. I'm in a small right now. I wish I was Buzz fat. Then I would be okay. I would be totally okay with myself if I was Buzz fat. <laughs> Yeah, Buzz. I, first of all, we're kind of disappointed you didn't tie it up uh, the Walter Payton little, uh, you know, crop top jersey there. So you know, yeah, that was that was that was lot B talk the other night. <laughs> what was that lot B talk? I have it right over there, man. I'm gonna go put it on while you guys get on another topic here, so you guys see my nips. Uh, uh, what I was gonna close out the Ryan Cordell segment with jumping into the net. I agree. I think the catches are sweet and they make for great highlight reels. It's also interesting how uh, guys have to play the ball off the net too. Uh, can possibly give uh, our guys that are a little slower, like Eloy, maybe a couple extra bases. Um, so uh, I like that. But um, another thing is Dustin Fowler definitely still would have sued. Um, I'm gonna close with that one. Oh, there you go, Beef. I like that. Um, Jesus, <laughs> what is going on? Oh, oh shit! Oh, nice. Got the crop top on. Many Christmas. <laughs> can't see this, or maybe you can. I don't know what's being broadcast. Yes. But like, Buzz just put on the tiniest Walter Payton jersey you've seen. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a fucking dog's Walter Payton jersey. <laughs> it's so small. It's from it's from the 1980s, man. And uh, my dad is not a small man. My dad is like six one. I mean, he's like you know lean or whatever, but he's like six one. And I guess he used to wear crop tops back in the in the 70s and 80s because, uh, <laughs> you know, that's cool and tough. So I found this in a box. I'm like, man, what is this? He goes, that thing's been through a lot of fights and a lot of wins. So I'm like, oh, all right, I'm gonna wear it. And it, I was getting fat, and my belly was hanging over it. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I'm like, what has happened to me? You know, like, is it because I'm a father now? Is that why I'm fat? So, like I said, eating once a yes. day, drinking some beer. And I've, I've lost some of my, my fat, and I was able to rock this the other day, man. So, yeah, crop top all day. See-through, too, man. The little ladies love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking excellent. <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, all right. Uh, so on to some more fun shit, guys. Uh, I know it's probably hard to pick for you guys, uh, but we're going to go with some me just memorable moments from the season since we are unfortunately winding down. Uh, some favorite 108 ing moments from this year. Let's hear them. Man. Oh, shit. Oh, man. That's damn. That's putting us on the spot. I, I, I think uh, one super memorable moment was when you guys had the tailgate. So there was a big tailgate. It was like a Thursday night. It was the Shy Sox Weekly. It was a Sox on Tap tailgate. And then Frank Kaminsky came through. And my Sox number forced me to take a picture with that tall, goofy motherfucker. That's one of my favorite moments of the season because I was like, fuck this guy. I don't want to be in a picture with this guy. Oh, wait. Oh, I'll be, a, I'll be in a picture with the tall guy, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, this is a... It's kind of an away I mean, it's still a Chicago game. But the uh, Eloy home run at Wrigley, that was, was dope. that was like um, a moment where I was like, 
we're coming towards the end of your shit and the start of our oh, shit. shit. Yeah. And that, that was that was a real moment there. Even if Eloy doesn't end up being the best guy, right. that was definitely a defining moment of like, you're on the downside of your shit and we're on the upside of our shit and here it is. And that, that felt like a, a really great moment this season where I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's, that's the fucking shit. But another moment, this is totally outside of any game. I was recently at a, a company outing on Wrigley Field. I was on Wrigley Field. I was just walking around out there, and this guy tells me, hey, man, what do you think of this field? It's beautiful, isn't it? I was like, yeah, our guy fucking did this for you. <laughs> Sodfather. Every moment is Sodfather. That's why we play more games. We had less rainouts than anyone else that's that's in this kind of climate. There's no question. Absolutely. Sodfather rules. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of cheat, and I'm just going to say that a lot of the home games have been so much better because the 108 brand is growing. And so we get you guys down there. And when a fan comes down and gets to meet all of the Twitter White Sox royalty is just been amazing. It's just like, hey, okay, here, here's the 108 guys, but then here's the Shy Sox Weekly, Sox on Tap. You know, all this stuff like comes right in. You meet everybody in one shot. We'll even throw Dave a little bone. You know, White Sox Dave coming through, <laughs> holding court, talking his shit. You know, it's just it's been really fun to do that. And last night, I learned a lot about Brexit that I had no idea about from our band Dom, who's uh, from, you know, over there in the UK. And he is like, you know, giving me the, the lowdown on Brexit. I'm learning shit at a Sox game while the Sox are getting pummeled by the Angels. So it was great. I, uh, I've i maybe spent two innings in my seat that I bought my plan for, because I'm either with Johnny over in 149 or over with you guys in the 108, um, which is unfortunate because I tried to get my plan in the 108, but they told me that they don't do 20-game plans in the 108. So I made my 20-game plan in the 108. So, so. Fix that. Yeah. Um, that's favorite one awaiting moment this year? That's bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's too many to count, but it, it might be Buzz drinking his first Budweiser. Um, did we lose him? I think we lost Buzz. We lost Buzz. He's gone. <laughs> he gone. The, 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 yeah, he <laughs> gone. The, the yeah. camera didn't like his... Uh, his see-through shirt that he was wearing there. Um, but him drinking his first Budweiser or Jonda trying to shotgun a beer in the parking lot and uh, spilling it all over his pants. <laughs> yeah, Johnny, I'll go to you. No, I mean, I, I think there's been plenty of good times, uh, you know, just meeting a bunch of people. I think my sock summer hit it really well. Um, you know, people that you, you probably w wouldn't have known about or e even met before, um, you know, Matt Berklin, uh, that guy, he, he's been down the 108 a lot. Um, I got to meet him and now he comes awesome. out and asks, yeah, awesome dude. He asked me, you know, if we're tailgating and all that and he'll stop by, uh, him and his girlfriend. So, um, that's always a good time meeting new people. Um, but I think being in the 108 for Eloy's monster shot to the fan deck 
was unbelievable because uh, we were all celebrating yeah, there that was and fun. I had the Eloy shirt on. And so we took a nice like picture there in the 108 there and we kind of used it as a meme for socks on tap on tap sports net related uh, content. So uh, it's been good. Uh, a lot of fun stuff over the season. Like you guys had mentioned that tailgate, uh, Frank Kaminsky stopped by Bennett Skoralek, uh, a wide receiver for Northwestern stopped by. Um, so uh, a lot of good times. Um, Buzz, you're back in now. We are on favorite one awaiting moment from the season. Hit us with it. Okay, absolutely. So my favorite one awaiting moment was with Frank Kaminsky when he was there and I was already torched and you guys, I think lost me for a couple innings. That, and I remember looking at him and seeing how tall he was, and I was like, man, you're super tall, and you're on my bench in 2K, so it's really cool to meet you. And then the second favorite moment was when um, I was with Beef Loaf, My Sox Summer, Nani, and uh, you, Tony, for um, the Nova complete game against Miami. It was right after my stepmom passed, so that was just a really awesome game to get me out of the house and get me back. And yeah, it was like, yeah, it was right after my birthday. Yeah, um, it was like my favorite, one of my favorite moments, just because on a personal level, level, it was super cool. You know, everybody got to talk to everybody, get out of the house, and you know, get back to what we do. Yeah, you guys, got any topics burning on your mind uh, as this White Sox season winds down? Off season uh, could be about the ballpark, could be about the fandom experience, by anything. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna just put it out there right now, and I'm gonna put it on your channel, Polka haters. Fucking stop, man. We all know he's had a really shitty season. You ain't gotta, you gotta, you don't gotta update me every time he strikes out when he gets one at bat at a game. I don't need to know it. The guy's a good guy. We like him. He did a really incredible job for this team last year. He did, uh, he was a very um, uplifting moment in a really total shit season last year. So we're gonna have these guys that come up that maybe outperform what their capabilities are for a year. And hopefully he gets back next year and, and he's somewhere, maybe with us, maybe not with us, and does something really good. But, like, let's just lay off the guy. I mean, we, no one's expecting him to come out and hit 27 home runs every year. And he's had a bad year. We all know that. We've, we've noticed it. We've, we've, we've uh, commented on it. I just don't need to, like, continually get, you know, tagged and post from guys saying, what a – this guy sucks. Yeah, well, he knows he sucks. Are we you know talking about Ken Wall? really – no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Be and, you never know what? I'll take. Never do that. I, I'll take. I'll take the. Okay, this guy is not. You know, he's had a rough year, kind of deal. Uh, post. I. I don't particularly care for this. guy is the worst baseball player I've ever seen. He's playing a professional sport that a lot of people don't get to. Like you never make that cut. You never get there. So just like slow down. Like you, and especially when you're sitting in behind your fucking Dell laptop and you can't fucking hit a ball in a in a in a cage. Just just like just take it easy. Like I, I just you know sometimes we lose sight. I think a lot of people lose sight of like who these people they're they're actual people. They're an actual guy who's like working his ass off to try to stay where he's at. And I don't know. It, it is it's 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 starting to kind of rub me a little bit the wrong way. Um, I'm sorry, unfollowing people, which has been really fun. But um, I just. <laughs> It's, it's just one of these things where, like, you know, listen, you loved him last year. Don't hate on him so much this year. You can say he's been really bad. He knows he's been bad. But, like, we don't need to sit there and, like, attack him every time he does something that's not good. You know, there's a lot of guys that get a lot of passes. and He's not going to be one that does get a pass. And I feel that, like, you know, we, we've said it before, his, uh, his work with White Sox Dave and the Barstool thing brings a lot of hate, you know, onto him. 
which I think is totally unfair and not undeserved. You can say he has had a bad year, 100%. He knows that. We know that. Um, but, you know, he's not. it doesn't make him a bad person. You don't got to attack him every time that you, you feel like you should. So that's just my little thing. I, I still love all our followers. I even love the haters. It's great. But it's just like that's one thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way because you do have a personal relationship with the guy and his, you know, his wife, his his family and everything, or his soon-to-be wife. Uh, and he's just like, come on, let's just take it easy on this poor kid. Like, he, he knows he's struggling. Like, let him have the benefit. He's not long-term plan. We know that. You know, like, don't worry about it. Now, you know, you got to, like, if, if it was like a lawyer that was having a real struggling year, Maybe that's a little different. That's a guy that we're betting on that's going to bring this team to the next level. Daniel Polka might come in and add a couple at-bats, a couple, you know, two, three times a year. But he's not going to be the guy that we're going to need to go to every time. So it's just it's frustrating that he's being treated like a superstar or he's being judged like a superstar when he's just – he's a guy that's come in. He's like a – he's a hitman. He's supposed to come in and just smash a homer here and there. So that's my piece. You know, I like the guy. I know we all like the guy. Just hope that, you know, people can kind of take it a little easy on the poor kid. He knows he sucks this year. So I think I, I agree with that, by the way. I think my my big thing this this year is stop trying to move Tim Anderson to a different <laughs> position. Like, like we don't we don't have a shortstop. We don't have someone coming up at shortstop. There's, they're not going to sign a shortstop. Stop trying to go like, what if we move Tim Anderson to the center field, the right field, or whatever the fuck? Stop it. There's, there's no reason for this. There's no reason to try and move one of the few guys that is performing well off his position. Right. Fill in the other fucking positions, man. Like, I'm tired of hearing about this, man. The, the, the idea of like, oh, well, what, what if we got this guy and then we move Tim Anderson out to center field? We can get Didi Gregorius. You're not going to pay for that guy. So who else are you going to get? There's there's no one else. So I, I just don't get that. I just don't get that thing. I, I'm I'm off that. That's the thing that's frustrating me the most this season. And I hope that we don't do do that anymore. I'll be honest. For me, like the thing I'm most scared about is literally Dylan Cease. I'm really worried about the fact that he actually becomes a top line starter even a mid-range starter because he walks way too many people and like everyone's sort of like washing it away they're like no 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 because giolito stunk last year so this guy can stink and it'll probably be really good but most people don't they don't perform that poorly and then still become a really guy really good guy so like i'm a little worried about him i i just don't see it i like there are a lot of people who are like prospect hounds who think he was a reliever. They're like, well, this is a guy who has to shave it down to like two pitches and they're going to be like the back end reliever shit. And it's looking like it over 10, 12 starts so far. Like, so maybe he's not a starter. Maybe he's not one of your guys and he ends up being a back end reliever. It's not a popular position. There's tons of people like all future Sox motherfuckers will shit on me for this shit. But I, I'm a little worried about that. I, I just feel like. He might end up being a guy who's not one of the one of your starters. He won't be a starter on that good team. 
Yeah, uh, good points there, guys. Um, one topic that I had thought of uh, while we'd passed it around there was uh, one thing that can kind of transition us out of uh, this because this is Socks on Tap, so we are going to get to this next series here. But um, realistic plans for the offseason. This is one I like to bring up because um, I have zero faith at all that they will get anything done. And so I kind of sum it up as they'll sign Gio Gonzalez and call it an offseason as just kind of a metaphor for that <laughs> type of level of talent that they'll get and they'll just be you know done with it. So I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on realistic offseason plans. So I will, uh, I'll, give, I'll give a brief preview of what I'm going to give to the, uh, the Sox machine uh, offseason plan. Yeah. But the trade, because... This is a trade that the, the Sox are geared to make because they, they've done this in the past. They've eaten, they've eaten bad contracts in the past. I think the, the main trade for the Sox to make in this offseason is a Johnny Cueto and Brandon Belt eat all that money contract. Like, that, those guys are owed, I don't know, like 40-something million next year. Yep. Um, but that that solves your left-handed DH, left fielder, first baseman, all that shit, and starting pitcher uh, problem. And I don't think you got to trade that much because it's a lot of money coming back, and they got There's a lot so of money to spend. So I think that that trade is is I think pivotal in in what they're going to do for next season. I, I think they actually might execute that trade. I, like, I don't it, – it seems weird, but it, it, to me it's not out of the realm of possibility. I think they could do that, and it would be very important to the team. I'll be honest. For me, the most important thing in the offseason is just make sure you don't spend too much bad money. They're not quite there yet. They're getting close. They should buy players who would help this team – but they don't want to overspend. Like I would not overspend on anything. Like so, there's a lot of people who want the Garrett Cole shit. They're not getting him. He's going somewhere else. I would I would take Anthony Rendon instantly. But they're not going to spend on him. Just make sure you spend stuff that can help this team immediately and help that team in the future. They're, they've been really bad at that for like a decade. They they've done such a shoddy job of that shit. I mean, you you've seen tweets on Twitter about guys who, you know, have been way underwater on what they're getting paid. Rick Hahn's got to finally make good on some free agents. I don't care who they are or what position, they they just have to be positive value for the money spent. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that also, but I I really want Yasal Puig. I really want him in right field next year. (laughs) I think it's going to be really good for our brand. Uh, Let's get him out there. And I also would like, I, I know that you don't think we're going to get them beef, but you got to think positive. Let's get a Cole. Let's get an ace. Let's get, let's do what the, and, and I hate to say it, but let's do what the Cubs did. Let's, let's overpay on a guy, get an ace in there. He's an older guy. Well, I don't know if he's older because I don't really know who he is, but I know he's a good pitcher. So let's get him in and, you know, let's, let's take a little bit of heat off of Geo. So he's not going to have to be the number one guy next year. Let's get a solid number yeah. one. Let Gio go down to a two, and then we'll figure it out. Well, hopefully we got Kopech coming back. Let's get him as a solid three, you know, or Cease, whoever pops. 
I think as these kids go continue to age, they're gonna. I think it's gonna get better. I know that you don't agree with that, Terezi, but you're you're wrong. You're wrong. That's just that's the simple simple <laughs> answer. Yeah, no, I mean that'd be super awesome if we can get a Garrett Cole and a Yosiel Puig or an Ozuna, it, you know, an Ozuna in right field or a Puig in right field, and then have um, you know, Garrett Cole. That'd be great. But I'm I'm kind of in Nani's boat right now, where I sat here all last year, you know, during texting you know you tony in the wee hours of the night you know three two three in the morning at the old day job there and thinking that we were going to get manny machado i can't get my hopes up anymore um i i tend to kind of side with what Teresi said that and you know even what you had said before what was you know oh man we're gonna go not nani what you had said go get like <laughs> gio gonzalez and just call it a day because he's a veteran and and then I'll just be let down again, and I'll want to drown myself in the bathtub. So, I mean, that's basically where I'm at. <laughs> David Carradine agrees with that way to go. Yeah, I, I don't even know where to go with this at this point in time because everything's so in the air with with the off season at this point in time. Do I want to see them go out and make a signing of a Garrett Cole or a Rendon? Yeah, of course I do. Uh, but is that a reality? I don't think so. And I think Beef Loaf actually brought up something that um, I, I kind of stand with. I don't want to see them spend bad money. Uh, I don't want to see them go overpay on guys just to overpay on guys because then, you know, White Sox Twitter is going to be bitching in three or four years about how bad these contracts are because just as a group, we like to complain about things. Um, and, you know, I don't want to see dead money. Uh, just sitting around here. Um, I, I'd really love to see Diane Vicieto back in the White Sox. I know that. But, um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, if there's a way you can figure out how to get him out of, I don't know his Japan contract status, but if you could get back, him back here to play DH, I, th- I can assure you that he would be better than what we've currently had at DH this season. So uh, that that's my offseason plan. Just to find You're a way not to wrong. him That's over a funny here. thing about it. You're not wrong about that. No, but we're, he's not. He's not wrong. But no, we're gonna open not, up our Twitter after that. Sure, this thing is. Uh, I'm sure he could hit 20, 20 to thirty home runs for the White Sox next year. But um, I, I wanted to throw one back at the 108ers. They're big ballpark experience guys. I'm wondering, with the increased attendance this year, did you guys feel like the ballpark experience as a whole was better or worse than 2018 season? It was surprisingly better. It was like. I, I thought it was going to be shit. I thought it was like I thought no one was going to show up, um, but it was actually really good. There's a lot of people coming out to the park, and they're fairly disappointed in the product. But th- there's still a lot of people coming out, and it, it's it's pretty amazing. Like people are are down for this team, and I think the problem is. There's there's this many people ready for this shit. Right. Start acting like there's this many fucking people ready for it. Act like a act like a big market team. Don't act like a small market team. That's that's the biggest problem I have with the White Sox right now. You're a fucking big market team, man. We're in Chicago. There's a tremendous amount of people. If there's enough people to listen to to you guys and to us talk crazy shit about baseball there's enough fucking people to spend money on players it's it's not even a fucking question like do it just spend the fucking money on these guys i I don't know why that's a problem 100 percent 
I, I agree 100% that the uh, ballpark experience has been better. I feel like the Sox have, like, turned it up to a, another level. I think the, the new school guys are starting to win in the front office. I think the – and this is going to sound so ridiculous, but the fact that they gave away a heavy metal enamel pin for a lot of stuff this year, this is showing that they, they, they care about the fan and they care about that experience that's going to be there. And I, I – I think it's huge. I, 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 you know, they're doing good giveaways. They're doing uh, good promotions. Uh, we were talking with one of the guys that we know on the inside on uh, Friday night, and he said the same thing. The flash sales for them have been over the moon, man. The sales are just insane of what they're selling. We talked about um, the Dylan Cease game. They had 5,000 people buy tickets on July 3rd to, for a makeup game because it was Dylan Cease's first game. So, like the impact of bringing a player up, like they could have had with Lubab, like it would have been immense. It would have been huge, just even if it's just for a game. But like, there's there's something building, it's something brewing that Sox fans have attached to, and they know that things are going to be better. They're hoping things are going to be better, and they have bought in. Regardless of how awful the second half of the season has been, they've still sold more tickets. I mean, I, I feel like they have. I don't know what the numbers are going to show when we, when it comes down to it. But, like, it feels like there's more people there. There's more people that are interested in it. The, si- the, the Cubs are doing their thing up north, and they're pissing a lot of people off. So we're getting that casual fan. It's like, listen, if I'm going to spend $35, I'd rather spend it, you know, 10 bucks on a ticket or 20 bucks on a ticket and get two beers at the Sox Park, watch the game. You know, it's a it's a value. It's still professional baseball. Last night we were watching a two teams that are, like, definitely stuck in the mud, but it was definitely a fun game and watching a professional athlete get out there and just, like, they're chasing a victory. It wasn't – it didn't mean anything in the, in the long term, but, like, people were very – excited to like towards the even to the end of the game last night to see who was going to win this game because it was a battle and you know we were one walk off homer away from a, like two victories against you know a struggling angels team but it, it's just i i think they're they're moving in the right direction and people need to sack up and like say hey you know what if i want to put some money down on this team you know get some season tickets now is the time to do it because it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough ticket once they're good. Because as we've we've noticed, once something happens, it starts flipping to a good, you know, goes from bad to good. People are all over it. They're going to be all over it, and you're going to you're going to have a rough time trying to like find a ticket if it gets real real good, especially on the weekends. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good points all around there, guys. Uh, we we appreciate that. Um, this is Socks on Tap, so uh, the way that we wrap things up, uh, we do a preview uh, of the next game upcoming. The White Sox are off Monday, uh, but they have the Royals in town for three. Uh, it'll be Nova versus Jacob Junis on uh, Tuesday night when they're finally back in action. Um, so when we run this down, uh, Nova 9-12, 4-6-9 ERA, 98 Ks on the season. Uh, Junis, identical record, 9-12, uh, 4-9-4 ERA, 155 strikeouts on the season. Just uh, general thoughts. Uh, how are we going to fare in this Royal Series? We usually kind of give a prediction uh, for what we think the record will be in the series upcoming. Uh, and then we'll also get into picks to click. But let's get uh, predictions, thoughts for the series first, and then we'll do our picks to click because we got to do our little sponsor read after that. Let's go to Buzz because he hasn't talked in a while. Oh, I, oh I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling, chilling. 
So, yeah, uh, we're going to take two or three. It's three games set, right? We're going to take two or three. We're going to beat them, and uh, it's going to be good. And I, I need that in my life because, I, you know, we need to win a series real bad. So I need that in my life. So I'm going to say we're going to take two or three from the Royals this upcoming week. Uh, I was going to echo you right there, two and three. Um, I think we'll win the uh, the Giolito and Nova game. Uh, I expect Ronaldo Lopez to shit the bed for whatever reason um, because I think he's a reliever and not a starter. Um, and I know Beef Loaf could uh, attest to that. But, um, yeah, two or three. And, um, yeah, Giolito, Nova are your winners. I uh, This is Beef. I expect a sweep. We're going to fuck them up. Fuck those guys. They're not ready to play right now. They have nobody in the lineup that we respect. We're going to kill those guys. I'm going heavy fucking sweep. It's not even going to be. It's going to be a fucking. We're going to demolish that shit team. The the Marlins just beat them 9 to nothing. We're 100 times better than Marlins. Fuck the, fuck the Royals. <laughs> like, the Royals aren't even a team that I consider for the next five years. Like, I, like I consider the Tigers to be a team rebuilding. The Royals are just a, just a fucking a homeless shelter. I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> give a shit about that. It, especially after Jorge Soler leaves with his 40 home runs. You well, know. you got home runs and you're that fucking terrible. You're the right. worst team ever. There's so get the, get the fuck out of here with the, with the Royals. Jorge Soler goes somewhere good, and then the Royals are just the, the biggest pile of shit that we've ever seen. <laughs> My sock summer. Go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, two or three. I, that's, that's immediately what I thought. Um, I don't think we're going to win the Nova game. Uh, Jacob Junis is from the town next door to my, my hometown. I think Jacob Junis is going to come out and have a great game. Uh, Nova might maybe maybe Nova will struggle. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But let's just say that I, I want the I want the hometown kid to do good, uh, not necessarily at the expense of my team. But all right, fuck it. I'm going sweep. We're gonna win all three. Jake's gonna throw a great game, but let's let's just go with that. I love the optimism. Um, I want to say that I screwed the White Sox this weekend because I said we would take two of three from the Angels. Uh, obviously, that did not work out. They took two of three from us, so I got to go a little bit more negative here. But I will stay since I agree with all the points that Treasy made about the Kansas City Royals. I here comes negative Nani. Yeah, I got to be negative Nani, so then that way they prove me wrong, Tony, and then they sweep. That That's the goal here. But uh, <laughs> I, I will go with them losing game one and then uh, taking the next two. And uh, to your point, though, Jacob, I uh, – Junis is 2-0, uh, 2-8-4 ERA against the White Sox this season, and he's gone at least six innings in seven starts. So uh, a little bit of a better upward trend for him as of late. So um, unfortunately, that's the kind of game that the White Sox will make him look like a Cy Young winner instead of just an average pitcher, <laughs> and uh, that's just how we do. That's how we do on the south side. So I'll go 2-3. to three. Um, Picks a click. Make Beef Loaf do the pick, uh, second city pick ad read here. Fuck that. That's my sock summer. Oh, yeah. Go to my sock summer. He could do the pick to click ad read. Have you guys been to secondcitypicks.com? Because it is great. It is so simple to win. I am a two time winner. Uh, I've gotten two ten or $10 gift cards one from County's Pizza and one from um, Pop Ellie's, which I will be getting a wreck and eating it on camera, on like periscope it right to Ron Luce so that he can understand how <laughs> delicious victory tastes. You go to their site, <laughs> secondcitypits.com. 
and you can pick you pick you pick the score to any game, mostly Chicago games. Um, it's been real Sox heavy. I think today was the uh, it was the Packers game. I, I want to say um, you you pick out what the score is going to be. You put in a tiebreaker question, put your email in there, and they will send you a gift card if you win. And uh, I saw what they were doing. They're doing a rollover for the, if no one wins the uh, the gift card, they're going to roll it over to the next one. So you could possibly end up getting $20 of worth of gifts, which is unbelievable. And it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. They don't spam you. They don't send you any of these weird emails about dick extends pills or, you know, uh, <laughs> you, oh, you just shit your pants. You should probably use these diapers. Um, none of that stuff. They just get you right there. So remember... If you don't make that pick, well, you're just a dick. So, secondcitypicks.com. I love and, it. Uh, I also want uh, I want Second you're City welcome. Picks to send me the money that you guys get for those ad reads. I deserve it for this one, so please send that on over. <laughs> Maybe in gift card form to Dunkin' Donuts. I, I would appreciate that. <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. Buzz, lead it off. That's off the call. Lead it off. Okay, so Tuesday's pick to click for me, man. I'm going to go Danny Mandick. I'm going to go Danny Mandick because he's going to hit another home run. He's going to go two for four. He's going to hit a double, and he's going to hit a home run, and it's going to be in great fashion, too. He's going to hit the game-winning run on his home run. So that's that's Danny Mandick because he's fully erect and ready to go right now. Oh, Hello. I'll take Eloy. I'll take. I'll take. I'll take that. Eloy. I'll take Eloy. Just because you never know who's going to be in the lineup these days. So uh, Eloy Jimenez. No other reason than that. Just, I feel comfortable that he's going to be in the lineup. Uh, my sock summer. Dark horse. Daniel Palka with his first walk-off homer of the season. That's what's going to happen, baby. It's happening. It's going to happen. It has to happen. He's due. He's due. Jose Abreu, because fuck NWI Steve. He's not going to eat more hot dogs. Then Jose Abreu has RBIs. All right, I made that bet start the year at the Saxfest after party. Everyone was at. Fuck them. We're gonna get this shit done. Tim Anderson is gonna shove it right up Ken W's ass <laughs> and show that he is the shortstop of the future. Stop trying to move this motherfucker to a different position. This is our best option for shortstop. He's gonna hit. Two home runs in this series. I'm guaranteeing this shit right now. Mark it down. Bet on it. Do whatever the fuck you want. Two home runs this series. Love it. Um, I'm going to double down with Beef Loaf and say Jose Abreu because a uh, friend of the show, NWI Steve, uh, he was on his socks on tap with us, uh, did a shy socks weekly as well. Um, like you said, uh, asked nine to think that he could eat more hot dogs than uh, Jose Abreu would have RBIs. Uh, and Jose is one of the only mainstays, so he's one of the only ones I'm sure is going to be in the lineup uh, as of late, the way that they've been shuffling guys in and out. So that is it. Uh, that does it for socks on tap today. Uh, closing thoughts, 108ers. Can I, can I throw something out real quick? Do it. Absolutely. This is where it's for. When you guys come to the section, like, we have such a good time. So I just I just want I just want to, like, reiterate out to people, like, come out to the section. Like, Johnny's out there, like, every other day. Yes. Like, it, no it's awesome. And we have such a fucking good time watching baseball together. Like, just get out to the park, man. Come have Come hang out with us. Buy a fucking seat way up in five whatever for seven dollars, but you 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 can just walk right down, 
come hang out with us in the 108. It is such a good fucking time. I I've had such good times with with all of you dudes hanging out out there talking baseball, just talking life. It's just it's just a fucking awesome time. I appreciate all you guys, and it, it's just a lot of fun just being friends with you guys. So thank you for your friendship, and thank you for just like just talking baseball with me. I appreciate it. God, clean your shorts, Cherizy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've never heard a man fillet somebody over Skype, but now I have. Oh, you haven't been on Skype very long. <laughs> Beef Loaf, closing thoughts. Um, I would say everyone who's looking at this season and they're like really buying in the prospects, don't get too bought in right now. Some of these guys are going to be somewhere else. Some of these guys will fail. Ultimately, the White Sox will buy players or bring in players, acquisitions that will create the really good team that will be here. And it might not be the guys that you really love right now. So just don't get hung up on on the Yomer Sanchez's or the Larry Garcia's or whoever. There's going to be a guy who's in this lineup right now that you really like that won't make it. He won't be one of the guys, but you got to be careful and make sure that you're like, okay, White Sox on my team. I know that guy's out. Fine, I'm fucking out of this shit. I would, uh, I would echo the same sta- statements from these guys. Please come out and uh, talk with us out in the field or out in the section because we are definitely tired of each other. Um, we spent a lot of time together. We need some new stories. We need somebody to talk about something. We're all three married men. Um, please tell us about the girl that you almost hooked with, hooked up with at your local hometown bar. We love that shit. Um, and, yeah, like, I mean, we're watching baseball, and it's it's not uh, it's not the best baseball right now. But you know what? It's, it's trending upward, hopefully. We all have to believe that. If we don't, why are we spending money? Um, please come, continue to come out. And just, you know, come support us. And then also continue to listen to us in the offseason. Continue to support all of the different platforms and all of the different voices that are White Sox Twitter and make up all of what we do. Because if without you guys, like, we are not, we can't, we can't do this. So we need you there. We need you to come in, contribute, send us, you know, text messages, send us uh, all the, uh, the tweets. But just don't talk shit about Paul. okay? That's all I ask. <laughs> Buzz, what you got? Oh man, I just reiterate. I I got a little creamy gene uh, there when Cherizy was talking, even though it's my uncle. Not trying to get incest in here or anything like that. But I, no, I love I love all y'all, man. You know, it's it's been a great time. And I'm really happy y'all came on the one. Uh, you know, episode one hundred eight here. You know, we've uh we've been grinding with the socks on tap podcast, I and mean, it's every day when we sometimes don't feel like it or work the day job, and you're burnt out. Or whatever, but yeah, it, it's been a great time, man. And I've met a lot of awesome friends throughout this whole thing, man. Let's just keep grinding and you know, go out to the ballpark. It's it's such a great environment. And anybody listening to this, if you do buy tickets, me and Wally at the Bears game, we're talking to a couple guys that were Sox fans that were gonna go hit up the 108 just because we told them about it. They weren't Twitter savvy, but hopefully they do because it's a great time. But yeah, that's all I got, man. Tone. Yeah, no, guys. Uh, just kind of echo what Buzz said, and I know we did some sentimental stuff back on the 100th episode but yeah thanks everybody who tunes into this show um like buzz said doing it every single day after a Sox game can get a little bit tiring um you may have heard us say the same things over and over and over again because the Sox do the same things over and over and over again like bunt (laughs) with two strikes and that's really 
not great. Bob. Weak and lame. It's, yeah, it's, it's weak, weak and lame. lame. Um, but no, thanks guys for coming out. You guys were a big part of, of us starting a lot of the same stuff that we did. Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, uh, do a little interview on your site, uh, this year. I had a lot of fun with that. It only took me like 48 hours to formulate all the answers to the 5,000 questions that you guys had. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good time. I've enjoyed spending this baseball season with you guys. Like uh, like Johnny said, you know, there's been some memorable moments down there with you, like Eloy hitting the fan deck. I mean, I can look back at this season and a lot of the memories that I have, uh, I spent them down there with you guys. So, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. Um, it's, a, it's a good friendship. I, I love having that and just getting to hang out with other Sox fans. And you guys said it best when uh, people come down and share stories. We're watching baseball. It might not be the best baseball, but... You know, it's a good group down there, and uh, we're all there for the same reason. We want to see this team win, and we want to enjoy these games together. You know, from tailgating through just sitting in the stadium cracking beers, it's it's been a great year, um, regardless of what uh, the Sox have actually done on the field. Uh, tons of great memories um, this year, last year, and I'm sure many more to come. So I appreciate you guys um, taking the time to uh, come on our show. Uh, not once, but you know, many times before, back on Shy Sox Weekly, and you know, just talking with you guys on Twitter every day, it's uh, it's a pleasure. So I, I appreciate it, and I thank you guys for what you guys do as well for for White Sox Twitter. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to uh, extend a thank you to you guys for um, you know being so hospitable to everybody that comes down there. Uh, it's great to have a sense of community there, and I think it's kind of unlike anything that I have seen in sports um, anywhere else, honestly. Maybe I don't reach too far into any of these other communities that do kind of stuff. Uh, I know Mets fandom kind of has a traveling group that they do, but uh, there's nothing like a game in the 108, and everybody seems to know about it now. Um, and if they don't, uh, they want to know about it. So um, yeah, I just want to you know, say thank you to you guys. Uh, it's always a great time when we're down there uh, at the ballpark, and uh, I believe better days are upon us uh, the negative 90 takes can get there uh they will get there as long as guys still keep struggling and there's uh you know shit going on with prospects injured and all that stuff but uh that's baseball that happens so uh just you know we're all in together we all want to see the white Sox win uh that's what it's all about and uh thank you guys again for coming on to episode 108 of socks on tap um that'll do it for tonight guys uh you guys you got one more beef I mean, I think, thanks for having us. Yeah, this, it's this really is, nice of you we, to have us. Thank you. We love hanging out with you guys. We love talking with you guys. So, like, it, it, I mean, let's just keep this shit going. And and eventually it's going to be us talking World Series talk, and that's going to be the shit. And I can't wait for it, man. There's that's no Absolutely. I'll be sure to go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs and checking out from the108.com for all of your White Sox awesome takes and needs as well so thank you guys so much for coming on i'm gonna go crack another beer and pray to god that detroit doesn't win this game love <laughs> love. here we go peace out guys white Sox forever white, white Sox, Sox forever, forever. Oh, yeah. cheers